Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace with the Cap and the Breeze Man. I am the Breeze Man, and the other guy, he's the Cap, Mike Kapler. I'm Joel Brzezinski. It's Growing in Grace. Thanks uh, for taking some time out with us again this week. Oh, you know, we'll get into some of the some talk about God's grace and and uh, and walking in it and living in it as we always do. Uh, this week, I guess we're going to take a look at a particular passage of scripture and maybe get into the, some other ones as well. But first off, just want to check in on Cap and see how he's doing. How are you doing this week, Mister Kapler? Yeah, hey, I'm. I'm here, Joel. I am here, ready to roll, and uh, looking forward to talking about more good stuff. Good More stuff. fun stuff. Uh, that, that's what that's what this is all about. This isn't religion. It's it's not uh, you know a bunch of do's and don'ts. We're here talking about something that will just bring life and hopefully um, some freedom uh, to you who may be wallowing around out there in some sort of junk that uh, really doesn't have much to do with God at all. And if you've listened to any of our past programs, of which there are many, archived at Joel's website, graceroots.org. Joel, I'll, I'll bet in some cases it, it may be some of what we say may be the complete opposite of what some people have been taught throughout much of their church life. Yeah, I think that's probably true, and I and I th- and I think that hopefully is a good thing as people listen in. It's it's definitely uh, it can be a challenge to the mindset when you've been raised a certain way or when you've believed certain things for a long, long time or even for a short time. So, you know, things get etched in your mind as the way that it is, and when uh, when that begins to get challenged, it can cause some. Uh, it can cause confusion. It can cause some wrestling within and that can be a good thing uh, and so you know that of course is why we would always say don't take our word for it i mean we're just sitting here as we we'll make this disclaimer for the rest of the time we ever do this program that we're just sitting here talking things out and if you hear some stuff that you don't agree with that's totally cool with us you go look in the scripture for yourself and and pray about it and find out what what the lord has to say to you about things we're just sitting here offering some some things that you know we've been through in our christian life we used to see things from a more fairly uh, legalistic perspective and and uh, the lord has done a work in in cap's life and in my life and, and that's just what we're sharing here so hopefully it'll be an encouragement for you and uh, the word you said there uh earlier on uh cap life you know the life that we have in the lord jesus christ that's that's really what this is all about it's you know having been dead and having been made alive and, and enjoying that life that we have in christ yeah i mean i've said it before i sometimes i don't even agree with myself so it, it's okay <laughs> To see things differently, nothing, nothing wrong with that. We're all individuals. We we don't have all the answers, so that's okay. This is all a part of denying myself, Joel. When I disagree <laughs> with myself and I argue with myself, I like to deny self. See, that's, no, that's what that that's, scripture is all about. Yeah, I've always <laughs> wondered what that meant. Yes. Wow, the light's yes. gone on in my head. And I see things <laughs> differently now. I can see clearly now. The rain is gone. Now that the rain has fallen. <laughs> well, hey, speaking of something that 
we see differently. What comes to your mind, Cap? When you know, maybe even when you look back at your your past, more legalistic life. Uh, I know I spent some time in the Pentecostal church when the phrase "spiritual warfare" or the armor of God. Uh, was used in in a certain way, and I've come to see things a little differently. We're going to take a look at the passage from Ephesians six, where that where, where it talks about the whole armor of God. What has come to your mind, either in the past or presently, Cap, when when you hear those phrases? Well, if I'm being completely honest, right now what comes to my mind is sausage and pepperoni pizza because it's getting close to supper time. <laughs> um, have you ever had your mind wander while you were sitting in church? Well, that just happened to me right now while we were doing this grace program that here. Usually but is what seriously, when I'm talking. Well, let's take a look at something here, Joel. You were talking about the the armor of God, Ephesians six ten. Finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. So this is what leads into the armor of God stuff here. But let's stop right here for a second. Be strong in the Lord. What comes to your now? Let me let me ask you a question, Joel. What comes to your mind when I say that phrase? Well, strong in the Lord. Well, let me answer your question with a question. No. <laughs> <laughs> what comes to your mind? No. <laughs> well, thankfully, I'm going to move on here and just answer your question, Senator. This was actually this verse right here, Ephesians six ten. Back in uh, back when I was a, a freshman in high school, I went through confirmation class. It confirmed to me as a Christian. Just, but I went, I did, I went through confirmation <laughs> class. It was it was a uh, tradition in the church that I grew up in, and this was my confirmation verse. Finally, uh, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. It didn't really mean a whole lot to me at the time. I just didn't know what it was talking about. But nowadays, I definitely do see that the I think the key word being His might uh, be strong in him be strong in the lord and in the power of his might it's not up to me to try to to try to be strong for the lord i've got to muster up all this spiritual strength so that i can do i can just go out there and do battles for the lord against the devil and and all these you know it's just it's being strong not in in and of myself but in in the lord who now indwells me and in his might that is now mine because of his life that indwells me. Yeah, and and, and this is a, an important point that we're trying to make here. We're having some fun, too, which we won't do on future programs <laughs> because we know how, how that offends Christians. Yeah, can't have too you much can't fun. mix ministry and fun. It's okay to have one or the other, but you can't do them together, right? <laughs> Seriously. We're, we'll do we keep the comedy hour next, here, don't we? you know, another time. Uh, but I, I do want to make an important point because what we're going to talk about here with the armor of God Keep what we're about to say in mind as we talk about the armor of God. And, and I like what you just said there, Joel. It's, it's something that's already belonging to you because it's not just your strength. It's his strength that's been given to you. And, and I looked up this word strong and, and it means in the Greek to endue with strength, to strengthen, to receive strength, to be strengthened, increase in strength. And my point is, to endue with strength, or another way to say that might be to, to be endowed with strength. And what does that mean? To be endowed, that means to be provided with, uh, to be equipped with, to be supplied with a talent or, or a, a quality. It's not something that I try to conjure up. It's not something that um, 
you know, like uh, like exercising on on the bench press or something like that, where I might I might gain strength because of the effort that I'm putting into it. This is something that's been in, endowed to me. It's been provided. I've been equipped with it because somebody gave me the strength. And of course, that somebody is is God Himself. His strength being given to me, equipping me, supplying me with. Uh, there's nothing that I'm trying to do to become strong. It's just, it's a gift, uh, much like righteousness is a gift, which is something we talk a lot about on this program, and we will here with the, the armor of God, too. Righteousness is something most people think they have to work to attain for. You ask most people, even in the church world or outside the church world, righteousness is, is usually a reflection of how well somebody lives or something like that. And that's not the case at all. So it is with strength. Be strong, and key phrase here, in the Lord. So strength in the Lord is something that's have already, again, been supplied to us. Yeah, and, and I think all that really helps to lead up to the rest of what Paul says here. Uh, when he says, put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the, ru- uh, the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Uh, when, you know, when, when he says, um, put on the whole armor of God for all of those reasons, <laughs> again, it's not... You know, when I used to envision myself putting on the whole armor of God, it was this, it was again, it was me trying to muster up some spiritual level, some some sort of, all all of these things that I was supposed to go out there and fight the devil with, and, and you know, and I could be redundant here, but I mean, that was the image I got. That's what I thought I was supposed to do. But with that uh, foundation there of being strong in the Lord, receiving the strength from him, being uh, strong in the power of his of his might that really does set the foundation for the whole rest of this and uh, we're really i guess we'll probably have to continue on with this in the next program just you know two or three minutes left here but i think it's a great foundation to understand that the strength that we walk in uh, the armor of god where uh, we'll continue looking at uh, this section of scripture from ephesians 6 that whole thing it's not us it's God who is doing it. It's We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. It's not people that we're fighting with. It's not us. It's not our own flesh, fleshly power that's doing the battle, that's doing uh, whatever it is that needs to be done. But it's the strength that comes uh, not from ourselves, but from the Lord himself. Well, yeah, and, and so that's an important point to make as we, we talk about the armor of God, because I, I was in Christian circles in past years, where I knew people, Joel, who would literally tell me that they would get up in the morning and physically go through the motions of putting on the armor of God. They, they pretended to put on an, an imaginary armor, if you will. They'd put on the helmet of salvation. They, you know, they'd put on the, their shoes with the, the, the gospel of peace. And, and they'd, they'd go through this whole ritual, if you will, of, of putting on the armor of God and somehow either by faith or psychologically, however you want to look at this, that now they were protected and prepared for the day because they went through the, the, the physical motion of actually pretending to put on the armor of God. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I certainly understand that. And, and I think one thing that I want to get into as we talk about all this is something that I did a few years back when I was looking at this scripture, when I was looking at this passage 
Paul does indeed, he uses an image of a soldier, the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the, the gospel of peace, the shield, and all these things. Well, what I something that I did, I think as we start off the next program, or at least sometime uh, during the next program or two, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll talk about how I, I stripped away in my mind all of that imagery, and I focused on what is it exactly that Paul's talking about. I think it's great to have that imagery, but the imagery, some, you know, sometimes you can miss the forest for the trees. Sometimes we miss what is actually being said here because we're, we're focusing on a shield. We're focusing on a breastplate. We're focusing on a sword instead of, well, what is Paul really talking about here? And so... As we wrap things up, you know, I, I'll just say we'll probably get into that next time. About a minute left, Cap. You got any uh, thoughts as we wrap up? Well, we'll talk about a couple of other places. I mean, the most famous here in Ephesians chapter 6, talking about the armor of God, the whole armor of God. Um, but there's a couple of other places where Paul mentions um, some things about armor. We'll talk about perhaps, the, again, the, the biggest battle that I believe most Christians face. Most individuals will face one particular battle or scheme of the enemy from which all the other battles are surrounded by. And so we'll, we'll tie that into what's going on here with the armor of God as well. All right. Well, I do hope that you'll be with us for next week's program as we talk more about spiritual warfare and the whole armor of God as Paul talks about it in, in uh, this section of Scripture in Ephesians 6. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back again with you next week for more Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various Internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.